What's up, everybody, and welcome back. We are here doing the sensibly loud top tens of the year. Not top tens, I guess. Just, just top everything. General, yeah. yeah. Kyle Beats, J-Mac. What's going on, Kyle? How you doing, Dude, man? Glad to be here. Glad to be back in DFW with you guys and be able to do a live stream. Going to get Josh in here a little later today. I can't wait for that. Yeah, there's all, all kinds of stuff to talk about basketball-wise, but we'll get to that. We're just going to talk different things today, and we're going to do start off doing movies, I think. Yep. Uh, and we're going to do movies of the decade. So, uh, first of all, I, there was confusion for me the other day about the turn of said decade. True. I was kind of thinking it was next year. Originally, right. when you said that, I was like, really? Should we be doing that now? Yeah. But it's like, no. I mean, the decade is ending in yes. five days. Yes. No, it is, for right. sure. So, it's been a hell of a decade, the 2010s. It doesn't feel like it's been a decade, right? No, it really doesn't. I mean, if you think about where we were 10 years ago, I mean, it, it feels like it's gone by faster. And I guess that's always true in life is that, you know, things go by faster Especially as the older we get again. older. Yeah. But um, looking back on it, the movies for like, we originally wanted to do the movies for 2019. I was like, okay, I think I could do that. It's been a decent year in film, but doing the entire decade, you got some bangers in there. Like, Dude, it was tough to sort through. And so I'm glad we opened it up to just top movies and not top yeah. 10 the top 10 thing seems so like you've written the top 10 blogs which are always a lot of yep. fun and everything but like i i, I think you're right i think it, you could do top 10 comedy movies you could do top 10 dramas you right, could do exactly a lot of different things and it doesn't really it's just hard to put in a box it is yeah, it, it is and i mean i had to take try to take out some of my bias here and try to pick the best movies but ultimately like this is our list right so our it's list like yep. what i think what i think's the best and I'm not a professional film critic, right? Nope. So it might not have some of those, uh, you know, independent films that are in there, or, you know, because I don't go to these film festivals, and it may not have uh, some that won won awards. But that's what I this is what I think is the best. That's what we're doing it for. Exactly. I'm mean, yeah, the exact same thing with me. Like we we don't look at film the same way that like Brandon and Carl do, and I love right. that about that because they they appreciate film the way we appreciate sports. Right. And that's a good way to put it. So right. why why put them on the project when you could put the sports guys on the project? Exactly. So do, <laughs> we need to have them get on and do some of the live streams for the playoffs. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Let's, I like the the crossbreeding. We got a lot of talent, man. It's we fun do. To, fun to mix it up. Um, you know, I was thinking about it as far as like this decade went. Who do you think won this decade? Right? Because I would say like if you look at the previous decade. So the two thousands, I think, mm -hmm. I think you could argue Denzel won that. Denzel or Johnny Depp, maybe. Yeah, Leo, maybe though. Leo? When, when was Titanic? Was that ninety nine? It was ninety nine. Okay, so that Matt Damon had a hell of two thousands as well. Affleck did too. Yeah, but I think Affleck had a better twenty tens yeah, series though. Than, oh, we're gonna get to that for sure. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that in my mind, Denzel won won the two thousands. If you look at the twenty tens though, you know, you just brought up Leo. I think you could make an argument that he won the twenty tens. Okay, because I, I mean, I was I was looking at it, and at first it's like, okay, he did Wolf of Wall Street. That that was a good one, but he did Wolf of Wall Street, and we're gonna talk about all these a little bit. But I want to throw this out there because I uh, this is who I think had the best decade: Wolf of Wall Street, Django, Inception, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Revenant. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. So I mean, when you look at that, to me, Wolf of Wall Street's the best best movie of. Of the tens, and it might be because I'm interested in that in that industry mm -hmm. that you know that's part of it. But it's a hell of a story. The fact that it's a true story, right, <laughs> yeah. based on true events, um, and you know, you listen to these Jordan Belfort interviews, it feels like that's a you know a pretty accurate depiction. Obviously, it's dramatized for, for yeah. cinema, but I mean, he he makes it seem like that's how it was. And, oh yeah, by uh, all accounts, that's <laughs> right. That's pretty what dead was on. Going on in the '90s, right? Yeah, and I think 
to me, that's probably the strongest film of the decade. And you may not necessarily agree with that, right? Because there's thousands to choose from. But mm-hmm. you, do you hate that take? Like, that's a re- is it a reasonable take, or do you think it's, it's reasonable? Or do you think that's is it too? I don't want to say commercialized, but you know, I'm sure if we talked to like said Brandon Carl about this, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a film that maybe you and I have never even seen. Uh, for sure, almost, almost certainly, right? almost certainly, no doubt about that. Yeah. But like at the same time, like I think that speaks to like. You have this thing where it's like there's the way that people look at it from a standpoint of like art versus like an entertainment factor. You and I view it again as the entertainment factor. And for us, like it's the best way a story is told that we understand it. It's the best way that everything is depicted in a pretty true sense. I mean, he was an executive producer on the movie and I read the books that he wrote. Pretty, they're pretty, pretty similar. On, right. Yeah, they're pretty similar. And so, like, you have this thing where it, it is all about the eye, but again, these are our lists. And I think that's what makes the individual different. And, like, I just appreciate while it's some of it's like, like, I look at the big short, for example. Right. And this, this is very similar in nature because while it's a very complex subject that not the average person understands, it breaks it down very easily to where you it mind-numbingly understand it which That's is important point. it's important because like from a standpoint of like knowing a lot about that industry and stuff like that like we can look at it with a like a, another critical eye in a different way right. and say well mm, it's not really how it works but like they generally get it right absolutely and so, I mean I think that's really important because those two films in particular and I had the big short on this list of you know call it maybe 15 to 18 films uh, because I think it tells a really important story. Mm-hmm. It is important that we that that I don't want to say it, it gets watered down a little bit, so it's easy to digest, and maybe that takes part of the art art out of it, you know. Yeah. And the artistic standpoint, it's not as strong, but for me, I mean, it's a it's a if it's a subject you're passionate about, and it's a story told really well, and there's really great actors in it, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about you know Christian uh, Chris uh, Bale and uh, Leo in these two films. I mean, that's what I'm looking for, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, and and I think there's an art to simplicity, if that makes any sense, right? And, like, it's keeping it in a sense to where it's understandable for the average person. And that's that's probably where the biggest difference for me is here. And, like, it's an art to be able to tell that story in a way where the average person can understand mortgage trenches and shit like that. Like, (laughs) it's it's not easy stuff to understand. Like, I spent three straight years in school studying it. Like, it's... Like, that's no small subject or thing to tackle in the case of The Big Short or, I guess, The Wolf of Wall Street, too. But, right. like, regardless, it's it's an art to make that digestible and to make it understandable to where, you know, and I love, like, the Wolf of Wall Street does this where there'll be, like, they'll start to explain something and be like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's complicated. Let's right. just move on from it. And it, it has that way of making you kind of like, all right. I get it. Yeah, you know, like yeah, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, right? And and it's it's a it respecting everybody's time exactly because that you know? movie was already you know three hours. It could have been four, four or five, five easily they went further on it, right? And the big short I think was a little more technical, and they had more challenges. I think in terms mm-hmm. of making it more digestible for sure. Um, overall, I still like. That's tough, man. That, those I are think two, The Wolf those, of Wall Street's a better movie. I do too, and it it lived up to the hype, which was hard to do because that thing was was hyped up hard. I mean, they were pumping ad dollars into that. Yeah, and I mean, some of the cameos they were able to get in there, obviously with like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I always love a good movie full of cameos of just right. random ass people. Yeah, I mean, if you had to, like, I don't want to. 
put you on the spot here, but somewhat doing it. Like, what what film sticks out to you the most in this decade? I mean, I'm not even saying necessarily, you know, the best film or yeah, your your favorite. Which one's like the one that sticks out? Because that's so, Wolf of Wall Street. I think is the one that does that for me. I'm really torn on this one. So. The Town is one of them because it's a great movie. Dude. We haven't shared this list for our listeners, by the way. We have so not, yeah. I, I really, I'm really enjoying this because you've hit on a few already. Yeah, so The Town is definitely up there. That was in yep. 2010. And one that's not talked about, I don't know that it's necessarily a top movie of the 2010s necessarily, but it might be a little bit underrated was Argo. Absolutely. So that was another one of I mean, th- those are a couple of Affleck movies right there. But, I mean, The Social Network really jumped out to me. Is one of them. That's on my list. That's too. on your list that's too. A lot of uh, it's just the social, social impact that Facebook's had. Yes, you know, and and the fact that they were really able to depict that story, some somewhat accurately. But you know, the the more important thing is just what Facebook does with what social media is doing in the world right now, and the way it's controlling our consumption. You know, they were kind of foreshadowing that in that film, and I only I think it's. You know, even more so, more expeditiously than they anticipated. Yes, agreed. Which is incredible. It really is, and it's it told that story in a very artful way because I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg's probably the easiest person to like sit down and be like, "All right, we're going to write a story about you." <laughs> right. Please right. just tell me everything. Yeah, like, I think he, he would be a lot less inclined to do that <laughs> if we did this in uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah, right? for sure. Let's but talk just about in, last year, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just in general, like it's a. I think that people, what people miss on it, not to get down the social media like uh, rabbit hole or anything right. like that, but what I think people miss about it is, is two things. It's one, it's an entertainment platform. Yep. It's not yep. a place to live your life. Correct. Even though we blur those lines a lot, but absolutely, we all have lives outside of what we do here, right. and you know that's that's for there, and these are our lives here, and like it's it's important to understand that even though it's moving at a really quick rate and everything, that's the control of information at, in general and like the, the information that you consume. And so like one person has control of basically everything. Right. And that's, that's scary, like yes. in general. And so like it, it foreshadowed that, but not nearly to the route or to the, the pace that, that was anticipated. Right. And I think that's important to see. I mean, you look back, that was in 2010. That movie has aged very well. Very well. And it told a really artful story about what, I guess, well, about things you hadn't necessarily thought about. And not to mention, the Timberlake cameo in that movie impressive. is so strong. Right. Like, he played the perfect Sean Parker. That guy's good at everything. That's he, true. He drives me crazy. It's a good point. Um, He's incredible. I will say it's aged well in the sense of it hit on the impact that social media and that Facebook was going to have. Mm-hmm. Facebook maybe has an age as well, or like social media has for an sure. age as well, right? Yeah. And it's not maybe the it's not what that we thought the platform was gonna be when that came out, right? It's mm-hmm. not in its most ideal form. It's actually going kind of the other direction right now. And right. I think that maybe balances out at some point. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Um, but a lot of strong performances in this movie. It's uh Aaron Sorkin film who's yep. one of my favorite writers and directors. Um and he he's had some really solid interviews and I think this is probably his best film yeah. in the last 10 years. I think so, for sure. Yeah, and he's got a long list of them. He but, does. He but does. this is definitely one of his better ones in the modern era. Absolutely. For sure. So I I, I think, I'm not surprised that we have a lot of the same people or uh, movies on our list. Um, a cu- another one that jumped out to me that I haven't, I hadn't really, 
like I haven't really thought about in a little bit, but was really, really big was Captain Phillips. Wow. That movie was a great Tom Hanks movie. Dude, Hanks was strong in that. And that was almost like that was almost like vintage, vintage Tom Hanks a little bit, right? Right. Like, that really was like a castaway level of performance for me. Um I haven't thought about that in a long time, man. That it's a good movie. feels real, right? Like when yeah. the, when the ship's getting taken over, like that feels very real. Yeah. And that's something that was really prevalent. It's still prevalent now, but really prevalent at that time. It's cleaned up a little bit and that's also a film where how many how many characters are in that movie? Not like, very many. Like seven or eight, yeah. right? So I mean, like you got to have a damn good performance and I'm usually not a person that Ironically, even though The Revenant's on my list that loves movies with very small amounts of characters, I like mm-hmm. the development of, of more characters. Dude, that, man, that might be top five for me. That's it's up, up there. there. It's up there for sure. It's a really good movie. And, like, you think about, like, uh, so I compare this to, like, Saving Private Ryan, for example. Okay. And, like, not in a, a theatrical sense necessarily, but more like they're telling a story right. that's, like, about pirates. Yep. That's what they're telling here. Yep. It's enthralling. It's real. But they told it in a real way versus like Saving Private Ryan was, it was a love story yeah, on gl- top of It was a little bit glamorous, D-Day. right, of what the reality yeah. of the situation was where Captain Phillips is pretty raw. Very different times, though. Very so, different times. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to, to be fair to Saving Private Ryan, that was the first of its, Saving Private yeah, Ryan was the was first what, of its kind. 98, 99. Yeah, something like I mean, that. that. That's yeah. true. So, in Captain Phillips, you're probably looking at 2012. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, yeah that's 2013 actually. Yeah, so that's a big, that's a big difference. Yeah, so like I, I think, like the way the to- stories are told are both good, just different, and right. I think it addressed something in a really, it, it addressed that like story in a really interesting way that didn't require a hundred characters to tell that story. Yep, which is cool too. I appreciate the simplicity in a movie like that as well, especially when it's a heavy subject like, you know, hostage situations. Yeah, and I mean, that was, he did, Tom Hanks did such a good job in that film too of like being being confident enough where you knew like, okay, Tom Hanks is getting out of this movie. Like Tom Hanks isn't dying in this movie. It, sure. But you felt like shit had really hit the fan constantly, right? Like you yeah. felt like, how is he going to get out of this? And that's sometimes a hard line to teeter, and I thought they did it really well in that movie. For sure. I mean, it, that's the same problem I always had with Castaway. Right. He was going to get off that island. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, in reality, he's not getting off that fucking island, right? right? So it's, right. like, it's a hard line to teeter of where you're like, okay, so much bad shit's happened. In real life, this is going to end poorly, almost certainly. Correct. In Captain, but in Captain Phillips, you're like, he, he could maybe still get out of it. Like, there's still that hope where it's like, okay, they didn't go too far either direction. Right. Exactly. So it's just a differently told story. Yep. For sure. Uh, two more I want to throw at you real quick that I mentioned. They are both uh, both have Leo in it. Both uh, Tarantino movies is Django, which is Good movie. Earlier, earlier in the decade, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is very recent, mm-hmm. um, which... You know, I was talking to my uncle at Christmas Eve the other day. He, he thinks that's Tarantino's best film, which I certainly don't agree with that take mm, at all. But I, no. I thought it was a really interesting movie. It's like the first of its kind where it's not retelling a story. Mm-hmm. It's retelling a different version of that story happening, right? Right. Like, I, lo- I love that aspect of it. I didn't do a whole lot of research going into it. I just wanted to digest it kind of raw without you know, having any kind of mental mental blocks or thoughts going into it and 
I mean, I was that's as entertained as I was in a movie for 2019. It didn't disappoint, that's for sure. Like, if we were going to do a 2019 list, that might be first on my list. Yeah, I don't need to take. It'd be really high up there. I do think overall, Django's a better movie, though. That's one of my favorite Tarantino movies. That's up there with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction for me, which is not a common take, right? No. Yeah, Uh, I get it. I've always been a Pulp Fiction guy with him. I just... I think that's probably his strongest, his strongest movie. I love Reservoir Dogs, too, but Pulp Fiction's probably... It's a cult classic. It's one of those, like... Do you feel like it's almost taken away from a little bit because it's overplayed so much? You've seen it so many times. The greatness has doesn't really get the credit that it deserves sometimes. It's because people make fun of Christopher Walken constantly. And, like, you shouldn't. You right, shouldn't, but right. you do because yep. he's had some roles that are just like like the cowbell thing. Like hilarious right but kind of overshadowed his greatness and like i don't know why that always happens to him yep but it does or like he was in that moby video a long time ago like remember he like do you remember he like danced in that music video and it's like why yeah it's like why why does this exist like there's so many things about him that i love but like he's i feel like not always overshadowed for the wrong reason there needs to be a movie about christopher walken there will be yeah yeah that's a great that's a great cat if there's not we're gonna make it because that's a story that needs (laughs) to be told (laughs) Uh, but with Django, man, the reason I love it so much is you got DiCaprio, you got Jamie Foxx. Uh, my mind slipped me of the German, the German guy in the movie now. But those three actors, they all—I mean, they all could have won awards for those performances. Like I thought they were really, really strong. Um, and I love the soundtrack of it. You know, there's one yes. scene in particular where they're going back to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's, uh, you know, ranch. Or, or, or whatever, and it's Rick Ross playing, and it's like the sun is coming over across yep. the, the plains, kind of, and it's just such a such a great scene, but it's so simple, but it's just the music hits so right. I mean, it obviously, me being a huge hip-hop fan, that's... Plays in. It plays in, it's, but it's a huge, it's a great soundtrack, and uh, it was just a it was just a big movie for me too because it was kind of the first of its kind. I mean, we don't have a movie like that really. No, right? definitely like not. A lot of a lot of hot topics in there that I think they do well and delicately. And then you have the, you know, the shootout at the end of the movie, which is just incredible. Which is, yeah, of course. You know, there was there was some violence in that movie, but not your typical Tarantino. You know, pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah. And uh, you knew that you had a feeling that was coming. You know, it wasn't like Kill Bill throughout where it was just pretty gruesome. Yeah. You have, that's one of my favorite shootout scenes ever. It all built to that, yep. which was really important for that the trajectory of how that movie ended up. Yeah, because you can... For sure. Last thing I want to say about that is you could feel the tension between Jamie Foxx and Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has has the wife captured and uh, or, or enslaved, and you can really like feel the tension between Jamie Foxx and Leo. Like They convinced me they didn't like each other in that scene, which is pretty powerful. Pretty, pretty tough to do, that's yeah. for sure. So you had asked about who had the strongest decade, someone we haven't really talked about yet. I'd be willing to put Matt Damon in that category. Okay. He Martian had, is the first thing that comes to mind. So head. the Martian, oh, that's on my list. Uh, I mean, starting in 2010, he was in True Grit. Okay. He was in, I mean, Happy Feet too. that's a given. Uh, <laughs> he was in um, Asylum, or Elysium, sorry, I always say that wrong. The uh, the Zero Theorem, he was really good in that. Monuments Men, he was good in that. Interstellar. Interstellar was great. Uh, the Martian, Jason Bourne. The, let's see, what else am I missing? Yeah, I mean, that final. Yeah, Deadpool 2. No, that's tough. That the final Bourne film was great. I think I would take The Martian or Interstellar out of that. I'd probably say The Martian, which is funny. I, 
Maybe I don't hate movies with uh, minimal amounts of characters because that certainly fits the bill. It's definitely uh, up there. You know, that is a hard thing to do. Yeah. You know, they're, they're how, like first 30 to 45 minutes of that movie. It's just. Is there like any dialogue hardly? None. I mean, it's incredible. How could there be? <laughs> he, that's a, that is a one of his, regardless of what you think about the movie, that's one of his most impressive acting jobs because that's a really tough thing to do. So I read the books okay. first. So that I'd read the book. Difference. Yeah. Before I had seen the movie and he definitely, he nailed it. That's awesome. Yeah. He, he. The personality of the guy and everything was very, uh, like he was obviously brilliant, but humble kind of at the same time, almost like goodwill hunting type. Right. Obviously right. not that damage, but just like that, not knowing you're even that smart at times, but also being confident that you know what the hell to do to survive. Right. And so like he gave off that vibe, which Matt Damon plays perfectly. Yep. So um, I think that's one that doesn't get talked about enough also. Yeah. Like that's not, you know, if you looked at you know rolling stone or spin or some some film certainly if you did like a a, a film website or magazine they're not going to have the martian in their top 10 of this decade or anything no. like that but that's a movie that i enjoyed a lot i would love to hear like brandon and, and sam's take on that right yeah that, maybe that's not not a film that fits the bill but dude and i'm are you are you biased to Damon though with the whole Boston thing or not 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 really okay no not really I really like all the, all the guys that are like those those Boston like I in love that him tribe Affleck, guys man. I really do Casey Affleck's great too just yeah, in a very different absolutely. way absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah all right so what two, else? well two other uh, Leo movies um, Revenant and then Inception Inception was a great movie. I believe twenty ten okay right yeah on, right on the cusp and I mean I remember seeing that movie and I was just leaving the theater just like. I was exhausted. Like yeah. my mind had really gone through it because I was trying to stay so locked in. Yeah, and it holds up well. And it's one of those movies everybody has these where you go back and you rewatch it and you find something new every time. Mm -hmm. and I love that about that movie. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that movie is there's a faction of people like so there's like two sides of the coin kind of thing. There's a faction of people that think it's the best movie of all time, and. Right. Or you know, no, or whatever. True, like they, I mean, some people love that movie, and it's brilliant. It's it's really, really brilliant, yep. and it's another one of those that like you don't have to be um, a genius to figure it out. I guess is the best way to put it. But it's also pretty complex. It is. It yeah. is complex. It's one of those like you have to be locked in and watch it start to finish. You know, if it, it, you can't go back and. It's not an easy rewatchable if you come in halfway through through it on TNT. You know what I mean? Like right. You kind of want to be up, uh, up to speed on it, and it's not something you want to have on as background noise. Like you got to really be locked in. Yeah, it's a real movie for sure. You, it's a real like start to finish. You have to watch it, and and so there's that faction of people that think it's incredible, and then there's the faction of people that just fucking hate it. And I get it. I, get I, I don't. It. I don't feel that and way. It was almost like a he did Shutter Island, right? I think right before that, and it was almost like he was trying to do these you know, psychological thriller type films and he mm -hmm. was almost like trying too hard. I thought they did this this pretty well though. I like this a lot more than Shutter Island. I was gonna say, what are your thoughts on Shutter Island? Is that a good movie? It's a it's an okay movie. It, it's not great. It's got a lot of holes. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I got some questions. It's definitely <laughs> right? got so, some holes in it. So I mean I'm definitely more more uh, inclined to Inception, but I think most people that like Inception also like Shutter Island as well. Yeah, because it's similar in style. Absolutely. For sure. But I, it's one of those I own Shutter Island, but only because I bought it at a blockbuster sale where DVDs were $2 <laughs> each. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it's a fine movie, but it's right. it's just not 
you know. So let me ask this. Let me ask you about this because I'm a huge horror film. I would say that's. Mm, I like. I love a good true story, uh, like like The Big Short or Wolf of Wall Street. But overall, horror is like one of my favorite genres. Really, I, mean, I watch a lot of horror films on Netflix, like mm-hmm. their originals, all these independent ones, whether good or bad. Mm. Um, and I went back and I couldn't really find like a great, great, great horror movie from this decade that I could stack up against those other ones. Dude, um, it was pretty fucking good. It was pretty good. I thought it was better than it too, as well. I didn't see it too. Um, so I will say Hereditary is one that I would probably choose. It's a good movie. Mainly because it's a $3 million budget, which is really hard to do. Right. I was genuinely scared in certain, certain parts of it. Um, and I love... Uh, and the name of the director slipping me, but he did Midsummer, which was shot with all light shots. Mm-hmm. It was all in the light. Hereditary was all shot in the dark, which is pretty cool that he did it, he did it both ways. But I love that every shot is at nighttime. There is no light scenes in that entire movie. That's so true. I never that's really thought about strange, it. Strange, right? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I thought that one stood out. I just want to throw that out there because I'm a big horror mm-hmm. film guy. It's like that was probably the most impressive one to me. And I, it's been deemed like scariest movie of all time. I don't know if I would necessarily go that far but i think it's definitely in the conversation yeah for sure i mean it it, it's definitely tough to put up against something like it because it is so like positively bone chilling but like it was a story that had already been told and it wasn't really told in a different way it was just a remake i mean the way they're doing it is kind of that way but like not really Dude, it's a lot it's a lot better than the first one though if you go for back sure and watch i think it was the 1989 one yeah it's terrible it's terrible dude. yeah i mean it looks like the, the clown is not scary right like you don't have the cgi and all the advantages that you have now but i mean it's, it does not hold up well. Like I thought right. that movie was scary when I was a kid. I can remember still walking down like the blockbuster aisle mm-hmm. and seeing the It cover, and I was like, I don't want to fuck with that, dude. I'm like eight, and I'm just like, that scares the shit out of me. Dude, absolutely. My uh, my little sister was terrified of that movie forever, and she actually went and saw the the, the new one, and I was I was impressed. I but... thought it was done well, and those kids are all really good actors, which is yeah, important. Definitely. Um, um, so le- can I bring up the last Leo? Film please, yes, Revenant? absolutely, yes. Great movie. Okay, I, I think I actually love movies that have very few characters now that I think about <laughs> it, because that's like another one. Um, that's a great movie, though, dude. And I mean, that's... Circumstances are different, but it's similar to The Martian, right? Where it's a guy that's in a really hard predicament without anything to rely on. Certainly a few more resources than Matt Damon had. For sure. Um, yeah. But you're not on another planet. You're a little closer <laughs> to your goal. Yeah. Um, but Not by much. Right, right. But that was... Man, it was such... A well done, uh, and it was a good acting performance by Leo. But I think that was just a more well written and well shot movie. That's the thing for me is uh, it was a great Leo performance. Not, I don't know, not his dude. Le- but. Leo performances are inc- incredibly difficult to rate and rank. They're so different, right? They're all so different, and like they're they're all good. Yep, they're all incredible. Like there's never really a miss. Where much. is he? Where did, without going too much into a rabbit hole, where does he rank on your your, your pantheon? Is he on your Mount Rushmore? Is yeah, he, for sure. Like he might be my favorite actor. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, Howard Hughes when he uh, dude when he plays Howard Hughes like the Catch Me If You Can with yep, God, that's, uh, a, great that's movie. a great movie. Like In, he anybody just, born from like eighty to ninety five, like Leo's got to be on easily. He's, he's got to be on your Mount Rushmore easily, and like he just he is incredibly versatile. He's talented. He takes the right roles. Yep. But he's also Leo, so like he can, 
gets whatever role he really wants. Yep. Absolutely. That's helpful. Yeah, so. that, that does help. I mean, that's the guy you go to when you have a really good film written, right? Right. But I, I would put him, Denzel, Matt Damon. Hmm. That fourth spot's tough. That was that's how I would start my Mount Rushmore off. I mean, there's so say it one more time. Leo, mm-hmm. Denzel, Matt Damon. Those are my top three. Affleck, maybe. <sighs> Affleck is up there. See, I'm a big Ed Norton guy. That's that's gonna really. Gonna play. I love Ed Norton. I okay. think he's extremely underrated. Hmm. I think Christian Bale's been in a lot of good films. Definitely I'm a big Christian Bale guy. So I mean. Joaquin Phoenix is a really good actor. I mean, you got to. I really have to sit down and digest that. The first three are pretty simple for me. Who I inserted as, as the fourth head? That I got to think about that. Yeah, Affleck would definitely be up there for me. Like, did you see Gone Girl? Did you like that movie? That's on my list. Is that, it really? That's in my top three. Wow, I love Gone Girl. Really? I think I like Gone Girl way too much. I, I don't know that I I loved the story overall, but he did a, he, It's twisted, man. That's a yeah. well written movie, but it's pretty twisted. Neil Patrick Harris just. He, you knew he was gonna die. It was, it was good. Well, yeah, sure, but that helped. <laughs> yeah. But it just that yeah. that performance sucked. Yeah, is that is that a dude? Fair that's take? like John Lithgow being in the accountant. <laughs> the accountant was a great movie. The accountant was another good one. I so other than the fact that John Lithgow was in it for some take. reason. I go accountant over Argo, and maybe I don't hate that take. Maybe the town. Uh, no, 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 not no, over the right. town, the but I don't hate great. that take. The town. The town is too cool. That's yeah. just such a cool fucking movie. Um. Of his I movies, does Goodwill Hunting take the cake though? Yes. For you, yeah. Yes, I mean that's a good. I one. think the town would be second for me though. Yeah, for sure. Here's here's why I can't put Affleck as my fourth guy though. Too many bad movies, dude. He's had some stinkers. He's had some stinkers as of late. Simmons has made this point before. He went. He goes on runs of great movies and then some crap movies. And why he, is that? Like, what happens? I mean, I think he just runs out of good stuff to do, but he's still trying to pay the bills. Yeah, but dude, like. For some of those movies he made that are mega hits, like he's got to be making huge royalties off that. Yeah, and I think he's shown how creative he is later in his career because there was always that stigma. Uh, Family Guy would always hit on it when mm-hmm. they did Goodwill Hunting him and um, Matt Damon that he was the one that was kind of riding his coattail and right. not doing any of the work. And he's shown his creative abilities, you know, in this decade particularly that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, just because of some of the uh, when he was with dating J Lo, what was that movie he was in with her? Oh, uh, or something, God dude. Yeah, just I mean, terrible. Too many stinkers to be on my fourth, but a lot of he's definitely an honorable mention. Like the the dingers he hits are really strong. Yes, but stinkers are bad. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, gotta hate that. So someone that I thought of when I think about someone that I anticipated having a more successful decade. Also had a really successful decade. There's one person that really jumped out to me here. Um, do you have any any no. like guesses? Go for it. It's Jeremy Renner. Okay. I like Jeremy Renner a lot. Strong talent performance. Really, really, exactly. But like really talented in a lot of other things. Like even like when he hosted SNL, he was funny. Yep. Like you yeah, know he, he was, was talented. He sung. Like he he seems like he's a really versatile guy. And like I don't I I, I just I thought that he would take. More of a step forward in this decade than he maybe did. Do you think that's... Is he not taking the right roles? Is he not just falling into that the right spot? Or is it is it a personality issue? I mean... It almost has to be. He seems like he could go either direct... Like, he could be pretty versatile, in my opinion, because he's had a few 
comedy roles. Uh, he was in Game Night. Like, he had a few comedy roles that I thought he were He was in really, Tag. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what it was. He was in Tag. Yeah, Game, Game Night and Tag are very similar. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> In, in a lot of the same leads um he's really funny but he he's also shown like in the town he's he's good i don't want to say great he has a couple of uh overacting moments for sure for sure but that after that movie i was like this guy's obviously going to be be successful yeah and for it sure never really took off yeah it didn't i mean he's been in a lot of stuff but i mean hurt locker was the other movie that he was really prominent for it like yeah. uh Again, not to say that he hasn't been successful, but he just maybe hasn't been the superstar I kind of anticipated. Right. I think like we talk about in sports, right? There's or in basketball, there's superstar, all stars, and stars. He's like a star right now, right? But right, he, which is great. I think it's still TBD. I think he could still. He may never be a superstar. I'm pretty confident in that, but I think he could be an all star. Like he's he might win, you know, an Academy Award or, or an Oscar potentially if he mm-hmm. gets the right role. I mean, he's 48 though. I thought he was a little younger than that. So. I did too. Story starting to be told a little bit more, but I, I think he still has a chance. Um, I do want to talk about Gone Girl for a minute, though. Okay, you didn't seem to be not not as high on that movie. You just don't uh, love the story. That's don't the love problem. The story. D- read the book. Didn't really like the book. Okay. Saw the movie. Do you just think it's not realistic? Not something that interests you, or it just kind of, or is it just really <laughs> fucked? It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, you know, and like it was. I don't know. Like some of those stories where it's like the husband and wife stuff. Like I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, to me, it's like this lady's out of her fucking mind, and I don't right. know how much I care. That's what was my initial thought. I just think that I, I think the movie is put together really well. Agreed. And I love the ending. And, yeah, and that's a big part of it for me, for sure. And he he acts well in this movie. Oh, absolutely. But it, I don't think it's up there in that top echelon for me, simply because I don't like the movie itself. Like I thought. Okay. I thought the accountant was a much. You better read movie. you read the book, and I mean you've read yeah. the book on a lot of these, which I have, and that makes it that, that makes yeah. a big difference. Um, Honestly, though, in this one, it really doesn't. Doesn't because the story is pretty much the same. Okay, but it can change your perspective on it. It can, I guess, but so going into it, it's different when you know what the story is going to be, sure. and it, especially if you're pissed off about it. Right, and it's right. one of those that, like, as you're reading it, you're like, you, it just starts narrowing so much. You're like, there's only one way this is going to end. And then it does, and then you're yep. like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like, no twist at all, huh? That just funny. that was a waste of my time. And it's not a waste of time because it's a it was a well done book. It was a well done story. He acted really well. It's just it's not in my pantheon for me. I thought he was much better in the accountant. Okay. I think that's fair. I think the accountant is really slept on. Yeah, I think so too. He played that that like Asperger's type savant yep. so well. Maybe in Gone Girl, it's like the one of the first few times I'm rooting for Ben Affleck in a movie. Yeah, like I was kind of rooting for him in the town, but he's also still kind of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like yep. Gone Girl, he's he's actually kind of the good guy. Yeah, somewhat. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to probably go back and rewatch Gone Girl. I've only seen it once because it just I was it was so begrudgingly. At the I time. would deem it a rewatchable for sure. So okay, there's, there's a f- just three or four more I want to bring up. Uh, one. I'm not a huge super movie, superhero movie guy. I mean, How, are you? So no, not really. But Black Panther was on my list. That's what I was bringing up. There you go. I mean, obviously, you know, social commentary in yep. the world we live in is 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 a big part of that, right? But it's so well done. But it's just a good fucking movie. Yeah. At the end of the day, like take all that out of it. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But take that away and just look at it objectively. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It was the best one that I saw. Other than like. It, for, from going like Guardians of the Galaxy, that was the next best one I saw. Okay, I'm a big Avengers guy. I do yeah. like the Avengers movies, um, but I'm not like, and I, I've seen pretty much all Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. I see, I've seen, you know, I saw Aquaman, re- you know, the last couple of years, and 
I'm just not a huge superhero guy, although I go to see the movies. Yeah. Black Panther was the best one to me. Yeah. I love the the battle, like almost Mortal Kombat style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, really strong performances in that. Uh, and obviously, I think they set it up where we're going to see that become, you know, Marvel's next you know, franchise, whether it's a trilogy, or just a franchise, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. We're we're seeing more Black Panthers, almost certainly. Definitely, I would agree with that. Um, so do you, I want to talk comedy movies with you for a second, okay. but like, do you do you want to finish your list first? Yeah, because I don't have a ton first. of comedies on here. Okay, so cool, that, that'll perfect. be good. Um, yeah, you'll you'll be able to run, remind me of some that have came in, out recently here. So I think it's really hard to redo movies, and I'm not a big fan of redoing originals. Right, like yep. if you want to do a sequel prequel you know a different rendition of that movie or a different version of it mm-hmm. but to do a a, a a makeover is hard i'm not a big fan of that so i like the way they did mad max yes they kind of did that as a, almost a different version not a complete uh remake and it, it told almost a different story exactly it didn't but it did right and yeah. I, I think that the cgi and that's incredible is incredible the car chase scenes the the um uh, you know, the action scenes in that are so good. I'm a pretty big Tom Hardy guy. Like, I don't love Tom Hardy, but I think he's a really good actor. And he, he had a lot of... Tom Hardy, low-key, had a great decade. He sure did. Right? He, yes. he He had a lot of solid movies. No absolute home run hitters, except for this and um, Dark Knight. That mm. might have been 2008 or nine. Yeah, I think that was a little bit earlier. Okay, but this is definitely one of his best movies. And I really love this film and i hope they they do more yeah you know i don't know if they will but i hope that they do yeah I, we'd have to check in with brandon and carl on that because yeah. i think i can't imagine they wouldn't but they i haven't really heard much about it but i'm not always watching for it either so, so i looked up and i don't have the numbers in front of me but it profited a lot of money they oh, made sure it a did. lot more than they put into that movie and uh, they put a ton of money into it and that's why it took so long but i really enjoyed i thought I don't know. I just think that story of like this. I like the post-apocalyptic type of stories. Mm-hmm. Like I'm usually pretty entertained by that. Yeah, because it's not really sci-fi. Like I'm not a big sci-fi guy. Same. Yeah. But that's like a situation where I put myself in those shoes and like that's fucking wild. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think that I think that shit's cool. Um, yeah. Last one I'm gonna talk about before we jump into comedies. Uh, so I said I had Gone Girl three. I probably need to reevaluate that. Gone Girl's high for me. I think I'm just. This is like my my. You know how I get with my Zeke takes. It's like when I'm passionate about something, I overrate it in the moment, and then yep. I come back down to reality. Like I still feel really good about You're it. You're able to balance it out. It's probably more yeah. like seven or something. That's right? fair. But it's a good movie. Wolf of Wall Street is my number one. My number two, Get Out. Mm, that's a great movie. Great movie, dude. That was actually on my list as well. Like Jordan Peele, I mean, I loved him. I love Key and Peele. I think that's a hilarious <laughs> fucking show. I think both those guys are so talented. It's a shame it got canceled. Shame it got canceled. Or did they stop it? Or, uh, yeah, they no, no, they stopped it. It's okay. a shame that it came to an end, but I think they both realized like... Sitting in a work forever. Right, like it, they had peaked. Yep. And they both had a lot of other talent, obviously. When I heard Jordan Peele was going to write a movie, I was really excited. Yeah. I found out it wasn't a comedy. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This could go either direction. It's for very sure. intriguing, yeah. You know, I don't know enough about this guy. Um, I'm not deep enough in that world because I'm so entrenched with sports. You can only do so much with your time, right? God, isn't that true? So... I was excited for it, but I didn't know how this was going to go. I see the trailer. I'm like, man, this is this is going to be pretty sick. Yeah. And I left that in theater just saying, like, wow, this guy's so fucking talented. He's so talented. Make so many great movies. I was less disappointed with us than most. Most people were disappointed with us. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. Leave, it wasn't as good as Get Out, but it's like yeah. he set the bar really high. He's going right. to make more good movies. 
and more great movies. Like right. they're just gonna fall in, in one of the two categories. And I thought Us was good. I thought Get Out was great. But like with Get Out, he casted it properly and everything oh, too, and that's it. important. They hit everything on the head. Everything. I mean, there's there, there's one scene where the dad's walking out there, you know, and he's and obviously you know something's going on. You don't know what to the degree of what it's gonna end up being. Which <laughs> right, is right. Pretty sick and twisted. But you know, he makes the joke because he's trying to be you know you know cool with the guys an African American and say, you know, I voted for Obama twice yeah it's just like that's so great and it's a little bit does, of comic relief he does that exactly he does it and get out he does it even a little more in us and it might have been a little too much when mm-hmm. he brings in that comic relief like he works in a lot of really subtle funny stuff into his into his yeah thriller movies i mean he was the same way with key and peel though those characters were the same way i mean for a sketch show you go back yeah. and watch it you the creativity shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did. Yeah. They had some wild sketches. They really did. Like the Obama years and all that stuff. Were, so all of those were just so funny. And just so layered. Like you could tell it was educated. Yes. Like you had to really, really dive deep and understand that person. Those are two very socially aware, cognizant guys. Individuals, and, and yes. really intelligent, too. Yes, for sure. It's a great movie. It is. I mean, I, I really hope Jordan Peele can you know, replicate something like that again. I'm really excited for his future. But yeah, I, I would say Wolf of Wall Street and Get Out. If that's my top two, that's pretty it's pretty, pretty strong diversity, but yeah. I like it a lot. It's very strong. I, I don't hate the take. I like the Wolf of Wall Street a lot. Um I think the town just is top of the decade for me, man. I really do. And it, I would it just work that in pretty hard. Buddy, it's just told so well. It and is. like it's really hard to get the Boston thing right. Yep. Like and and like I've told you before. Like it's funny. Like I hear a lot of people like make fun of the accent and stuff. I was lucky enough to not grow up with it. Thank right, God. Right. And they like crush it. they dude. And like it's so like Canadian sounding and so like you know. And it's like that's specific to get right. Right. And like obviously you've got to be from there to capture the feel. And like Boston is this like kind of sleepy town kind of feel yes. that sort of comes alive at night. And like. It just it's hard to capture and like at the end of the day, like I, I there are so many people that I know that like in their heart of hearts would are trying to do the right thing. Right. right. But my God, it's just like <laughs> it's hard. Man. Yeah, man. And yeah. it's like why like you you hit on this earlier, like Wall Affleck played the character of like someone that's trying to like do the right thing at the end. He's still a bank robber. Right. You know, like exactly. it's still like the, the facts are the facts. Yep. You know, you get there the same way and, and, and it it's a commentary on the the type of person from South Boston and, and it's a blue collar town. It and is that's, they're yeah. blue collar criminals, right? right. Like, that's a that's yeah. a cool way to look at it. Exactly. And it, it just it tells that story the right way in a way that from an outsider looking in, you can almost understand it because it's so tight knit family related like my right. boys will always be my boys yep you know and like and i love that like that's a very tough thing to nail so that's up there for me but man wolf wall street's definitely up there too for me it's top five for sure it real quick on the town who has does affleck or renner win that who has the better performance <sighs> affleck wins the movie because he he obviously is the director lead. and producing it in the lead but <sighs> renner was really good that's where I think I, his character might be better his, yeah he you're right he hammed it up at times a little bit but like it's also kind of hammy though like the 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 type of person that you're getting at is over the top right and right. it is there's always a guy in a boss if you got a crew of boston guys right there's going to be that one obnoxiously Boston guy, right? Right, That's exactly. guaranteed. Uh, no doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. Everybody's got one. I've got one. You know, like, it's, it's you know, there's, 
Everybody's got one of those I guys. Not want to talk Patriots with them. No, definitely <laughs> not. No, and you're going to get some ill-informed opinions, even right. even, and that's coming from a Patriots fan. But like, it's the way they did this movie is perfect. The music is perfect. I appreciate the music in it. It's very well done. It gives the movie a good feel, yep. and like. Athlete does that thing where like it kind of fades out of music into like a scene of like a car driving or something like that into everyday like neighborhood noise. Right. And it's like that's hard to to capture. Yep. And like the, you don't have that like And that, you've lived there so it sounds right. like they captured it very accurately. Exactly. And like you you like I always think about it this way. Like one of the things that I love taking people to do whenever I like have people that haven't been to Boston dude, much. We need to go on a Boston trip with you, man. dude. We need to do that for sure. But we, we, I'll take them to the Sam Adams Brewery because the brewery itself, while it's obviously gotten pretty commercialized over the last few years, it's still really cool, right? And it's in the middle of Stony Brook in this little neighborhood that's like, like you take the subway to get there, and like you walk through the middle of this Boston neighborhood, culture. yeah, and and then it's just boom in the middle of a neighborhood, and like it's it's just got a little quiet town feel, right. and it's like that's what everything is like there, and it's like. They captured that thing perfectly, and it's 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 hard to to really describe unless you felt it. But like, it it it's just up there for me. Uh, yeah. I just don't think you can really beat the way they got everything right, and e- like even to the point where even some of the acting isn't the best. But that's overlooked. The acting's great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. No, there is but, there is holes in some of the acting. There's some a little bit, yeah. Great performances overall, really strong performances, but. That might be the most well-written movie of the decade. Absolutely, get out. Yeah, and portrayed and everything. And like I said, like the acting is great in it, but it's not like to me. It's almost like I know Leo's had much better performances there. You know what I mean? But like, that's okay because the story's so well done, and you you nailed it with the right cast of people that are from there to to make it right. Anyway. All right, let's talk comedy movies. Dude, yeah, hit me with some of your comedies. I got a list pulled up here. I want to say real quick before we even dive into it, I looked at two or three lists just to get kind of a, uh, you know, remind Consensus. me of some of these comedies that I've seen. What We Do in the Shadows has been number one in all of them, and I've never seen that film. That, so I'll have, I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. Okay. It's definitely not up there for me. Am I looking at some... Uh, no, I mean, I dude, I know those lists you're talking about that you can run across where you're like, what the hell is this? Right, where it's like, these guys are probably, you know, critics where I'm... The average fan, right? Correct, yeah. Um, so the first one that jumped into my mind uh, was The Other Guys. Great Will Ferrell movie. Underrated Will Ferrell movie. Underrated Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. I mean, if you go your, you know, what are your, you know, top five or what is your, uh, you know, best Will Ferrell movie, that's not going to come up. Right. And it probably should when you go back. The one-liners in that. Wahlberg is, is great. Wahlberg helps, but like, he I sets him up, Wahlberg, though. Wahlberg, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think love, I love Boston. All Boston guys. I think that's dude. coming to life in this pod. But I, he's so funny, man. I don't love that he represents Boston, but I get it. You know, he left at the twenty-eight to three Super Bowl. Yeah, in a box. What are you doing, dude? That's like, true. how are you a true fan if you're gonna? I mean, you're not really see it through, pal. Anyway, um, I just uh, I think that he set up Will Ferrell really well in so many ways. There. Oh, absolutely. Right, like you, like you just said, the one-liners. Are incredible, but like when Will Ferrell busts out of that dialogue about the tuna versus the lion, I mean that is invaluable. That character is like one of the less, you know, obnoxious characters. Like you think of the best Will Ferrells, like Frank the Tank and old right. school and um, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy, right? It's like these over the top type of characters, and that's one of the more subtle, subtly yeah. done ones. Definitely, a hundred percent, and like. I, the, the other day, someone caught me with a "How's your wife?" and I caught him with a "She's dead." At a boy, 
<laughs> they do. I was oh, like, that's man. deep there's in the trove. There's some dark jokes in that yeah. one too, for, for sure. sure. Just very. It's more less slapstick and more dry than some Will Ferrell movies. Definitely, if that, may, if that makes sense. Um, another good Wahlberg one. Just I mean, I didn't even see it on the list. I'm just thinking Ted. Ted's a great movie. Pretty fucking funny, man. Yeah, dude, nailed the Boston thing really well there too. Yeah. Um, the other, the next one that jumped out at me was Bridesmaids. I could see you going either way on that. No, I love that movie. That's a great movie. It's like one of those like, I, and we'll, you know, we're gonna talk albums later. And there's one on there that's like. It's almost, I don't want to say guilty pleasure. It's like one of those, like, it's hard to admit, but dude, it's great. If you just are trying to not be objective and not, you know, you know, I don't have an ego or anything like that. Like, Bridesmaid is fucking hilarious. It's great, dude. Kristen Wiig's hilarious. It's so funny. People either feel one way or the other about Kristen Wiig, and that's 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 typically where that goes. I think she's funny. I do too. So that could could push you either direction. Um, What other comedy movies jump out for you? Seth Rogen had a pretty solid decade. Yeah, Neighbors was pretty good. Neighbors was good. Um, This is the End was a a really good one. That was just, I thought that was great because of the amount of people they were able to work into that. So many people. That was was kind of the, you know, the big win there. Um, Game Night, dude. Game Night's a good movie. Game Night was really funny. Uh, You know, dude, he might have had. Trying to think who had the strongest comedy run of this decade. Seth Rogen certainly, certainly in the mix. Um, Jason Sudeikis is probably in, in, in the mix as well. But, yeah. Um, man, I, I really, I really like Game Night, dude. Do you remember MacGruber? That came out at the very beginning of 2010. Yes, dude. That is a little bit underrated. A little underrated does not does not hold up great, but still really no. funny. The 20, uh, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, I think Good those movies. were both really funny. You know. The uh, the scene where Ice Cube's dapping up uh, Jonah Hill, and it's actually from Smashing His Dar. It's like, that's such a classic, man. Yeah, it is. That's like, I don't think Chan- Channing Tatum's great or anything, but he's actually really funny in those movies. Like, dudes want to hate on Channing Tatum because of, like, uh, Magic Mike and stuff like that. He is fucking funny. In dude, you got to do what you got to do to get to get famous, he's you know? He's getting paid, dude. Yeah, you, right. you can't hate that, man. He's making more money than we are acting in movies. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a little bit. Um, Another underrated Seth Rogen one that you uh, that you didn't get to was he voiced Pumbaa in the newest Lion King. It was really good. Dude, he was really good in that. It was I, perfect. It, it's funny because you recognize it immediately, right? Immediately. <laughs> like, this is just... And he did... Uh, what was the other animated one he did? Uh, Sausage Party? Yeah. It was like... you. I, like, instantly <laughs> thought of that movie when, when uh, Pumbaa starts, you know, coming in at Simba. It's so funny to hear... Seth Seth Rogen in you know a children's movie. Yep, absolutely. What else you got? Any other comedies? No, I mean I think that I pretty another one. The last one I'll say um, that's kind of in the bridesmaid realm. Girls Trip, not one I want to admit that I like. Pretty funny. I don't movie, know that though. I've seen Girls Trip actually. I may have. You need to go back and watch it. And then honestly, Easy A man. Uh, I think I think she's great. Uh, God, her name's her name's slipping me uh, right now, but. That was one of those where I just, I can watch that at any point in the movie. I can come into it at any point and think it's hilarious. Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Teacher's another one that was really good. Right, and I think Easy A is a better version of Bad Teacher. Okay. I think Emma Stone's a much better actress. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Because that did feel like a little bit of a cookie-cutter type of movie. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it's a hot take. I don't know if you would really even disagree with this. Is I don't think Cameron Diaz is that good. She's okay. She's 
she's been the i mean her first movie was the mask for god's sakes yeah like that's or one of the first movies you're, you're, yeah you're setting a pretty high uh pretty high bar right there <laughs> pretty high bar i would venture to say as a general rule not a strong decade for comedies no not at all i mean especially when you think about like the decade before i mean it's really not even close not even close at all and that's that's where this was actually a little bit tougher for me um but like i could take of why i think that is though please we're just living in a too politically charged up world yeah we're everybody's gotta be right or wrong politically correct because we need to be respectful of one another but it's like people are too sensitive to things that are just straight up funny like you have to be able to separate real emotions and comedy, right? Absolutely. And I love dark comedies. I yeah, love me too. Ways when I love when people hit on hot button issues in a really dark, you know, aggressive way. Yeah. Because I think that's funny. Like, yeah, you have to be able to laugh at these things and still recognize when to take it serious in real life. And I think correct. Just the state we live in now. Twenty ten was definitely not as much like that as twenty nineteen. But a lot of the movies we just said were earlier part of the decade. Mm-hmm. And How many of those movies were the last three or four years? Not a lot. Not many. Right? Yeah. No. No. One hundred percent. And you're one hundred percent correct. It's a different time. And it's a different, it's just, like, we we at this company have talked a ton about, like, politics and stuff like that as far as, like, we're not getting into politics. And we've weighed that, though, a lot because I think it's important to at least, you can't just turn a blind eye to it either. So, like, obviously I'm going to do what I think is best for what we do here. But I think there's a, there's just a time where that, there's so many other places for that kind of stuff that it, it gives you tired head. And I so, like, we've never wanted to beat people over the head with it. Right. However, we do make political jokes from time to time that you have to know what's happening to get. Yes. And, like, you go listen to the baseball show, and it comes up from time to time, and it's just, you know, like, you'll miss it if you're not looking for it. Right, right. And, you know, like, they it does come up from time to time because we're trying not to take everything so seriously. And that's the best part about what we do here is, like, we could kick our feet up and don't take things too seriously and have a conversation. Exactly. So I do want to ask before we sign off on this, talking about that specifically comedies, because I think, you know, other other genres are going to be fine moving forwards. Horror mm-hmm. horror is running out of ideas. Um, a little bit. I'm interested to see how that goes. Moving into 2020 in this next decade, I don't know if I see comedies. I don't want to say getting better. I don't know if I see them getting better though. Like I don't know yeah. if I see. That, you know what we're talking about here. That's going to continue to be at the forefront. Yeah. So unless there's just a, a little bit of shift in that, you know, I don't want to say go back to the '90s because you don't want to, you know, regress. Because there's definitely things in '90s comedies that now are a little like mm. it's a little dicey, yeah. right? But like those were so classic and yeah, you know, even the previous decade, right? I mean, they teetered the line of a lot of things that wouldn't be PC now. But you know, maybe we go back. And and look at it and say, okay, we're being a little too sensitive, and these these comedies are just a little more just relax a little bit yeah, and just enjoy it. A little it. more direct too. Yeah, people getting so bent out of shape, but a lot of it too is that writers don't want to catch the flack, so guys aren't writing movies like that. And right, guys aren't writing movies like that. So I agree with that. One thing I, I think about, and maybe and it's it's a result of the climate, I think, but like, who's a current like as we head into the the next decade. Who is just an absolute superstar? There's nobody that's really a comedy superstar. I mean, you have like Will Ferrell, but like, you know, for example, he, but he was more in the 20, like the 2000s decade. 
of mean, his meteoric rise. Like well, he was fifty, so it's hard to say he's a young superstar. Right? Well, right. Like, I still it, think he might be the best comedy star of next decade. That's sure, totally possible. Very, very possible. But like, I was actually looking down the list of Will Ferrell movies for the twenty tens. Not a, not great. He not had some, great. He had some misses. Yeah, and and honestly, like there was just some non attempts, you know, more than anything else with him, and that's fine. He's earned that right. But like. I think I look at it like SNL cast, for example. Not everybody likes SNL, and I get that, whatever. But I I look at it as like that's always a breeding ground and a feeding pool for the next one hundred percent, the next kind of look at what comedy is going to be like. Wait, and honestly, now? it's kind of, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like right now, it's kind of weak, and like there's a reason that they haven't let like Keenan Thompson leave that show, for example. Do you think I was going to say who is the one on there that? If he left that show, could be successful. It's probably Keenan. I mean, but who's the most recent person from SNL that's been truly, truly successful? Isn't it kind of like that Tina Fey, Amy Poehler camp? Yeah, probably so. Like really successful? Yeah, probably so. I mean, nobody else that jumps into my mind. I mean, yeah, that's right around that same time though. That same type of cast, and but like, I mean, you look even back further than that, and like the Farley, Sandler, you know, those days and stuff like that. It's like. Those people were absolute meteoric superstars. There isn't anybody like that right now. No, and maybe that's the result of the the climate we're in. But I I don't know about is it that. Seth Rogen, like a Seth Rogen. That guy yeah, but he's guy? older. He's not he like an older. up and coming guy. Who's I, I'm talking about a guy that's going to take their career to the next level this in this coming decade. Mm. And in comedy, I don't I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'd really have to sit back and think about that. It's not it's not as obvious as it was. With with a Sandler or, or a Farley or, or, yeah. or a Farley or somebody like that. That's true. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what this decade brings. I'm 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 optimistic. I think we're hopefully we're going to get past the point. We've, we've still got probably a few more years out of the remake yes. phase of things, and hopefully by the time that's exhausted and beat everybody over the head with, we get to you know some some more original ideas like i think that's probably one of the, we talked about inception at the beginning of the show and like yeah that's one of the coolest things is how original it was and how different it is there's no movie like inception agreed there's just agreed. not other than shutter island a little bit <laughs> yeah but that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. that's yeah. the way it's portrayed more than anything else um, i'll say who i think is going to have the best 2020 right because i thought leo won this i thought denzel won uh, the early 2000s I might. I'm gonna go, and these are both older guys. I think they're in their late 40s. Maybe Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, he had a really good performance in The Joker. So sure I'm did. Going into 2020, he needs to put on a little, put a little more weight back on. It looked yep. decrepit in that movie for sure. Um, about Robert Downey Jr. I don't like him, but I I get the vision. I just don't like him. I'm talking making money. But dude, he's Look been he doing it for a man. long time already. That is though. true. That is true. Like, so he's not a young, no, he's up not. and coming I'm guy. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up. That's more of my two bold predictions. Let me put that because it's easy to say it's going to be Leo, Johnny Depp, yeah, you know, Will, Will Ferrell, Matt Damon, any of these big names we've talked about. Those yeah. are kind of my two, maybe like A minus B plus guys that I think could get there. Joaquin Phoenix feels like the next Christian Bale to me pretty a little bit. Is. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same right. guy. And I would. Throw another name at you of Casey Affleck. Okay. He's done a lot of really good stuff. A lot of love for the Affleck. Movie. For sure. But, dude, Casey's a whole other animal, though. No, not even the same. Not yeah. even. You can't compare them. It's apples and oranges. Yeah, there's a there's an old movie called Drowning Mona. It's like a Bette Midler movie. I didn't see that. And, dude, it's it's unbelievable. But he's in it, and he's like owns like a farm, or like a uh, uh, like a lawn, uh, landscaping business. There you go. And 
he's just he's young. He's really young. This is like Goodwill Hunting right, time. Right. This is like early, early two thousands. But he is just unbelievable in this movie. And he sees someone get their hand lopped off with some clippers. And he's just. <laughs> He's unbelievable, but anyway, like and like even going back to Goodwill Hunting, though, like even though he was a throw-in character for them, obviously, like dude, that's the heart of Boston is you know helping out your your guy, right? And like or your brother, and like he's going up with him, you know, and like he, but he's been in, he won an Academy Award for what was that? Uh, something by the Sea, like tears. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that's true. I forget. So I forget he does have an Academy Award, no Oscars, right? Um. So let's go. Let's have that be our dark horses then. Joaquin Phoenix and Casey Affleck. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And so, last thing, kay. Uncut Gems came out yesterday. I can't wait to see it. Cannot wait to see it. That could be one of the best films of the decade. Rounding off. Are we gonna have a Sandler resurgence here? Is that what's gonna happen? We'll see. I want to see more movies like That's My Boy. How many <laughs> not? <laughs> how many non non comedy Sandler movies have you really enjoyed? Not a lot. Not many. Not no, many. not many. So, yeah, Funny people was pretty good. Yeah, that's true. But this is gonna. This is this is up my alley for a number of reasons. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. We're gonna get to it. Well, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here on this yep. top uh, movies of the decade. So that was fun. We'll revisit this in ten years. So yep. we'll get back to it. See how it holds up. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably not great. <laughs> Casey Affleck's probably gonna get hit by a bus or some shit. We'll, we'll uh, get to you guys with our critiques from. Uh, from Brandon and Carl, I'm sure there are several. Oh, I'm sh- they're going to kill us, and I'm, I'm excited for it. They can, I, I can't wait to listen to radio next week and, and see how they, they feel it's about all this. It's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, more of this stuff to come. We'll see you guys here uh, in the new year. Happy holidays.